0: everyone. Paul here. Before we get started with the show, we want to start off with a word from our sponsor. And who's our sponsor? It is Lashbase. They are a lash product and training company based out of the UK. They're an awesome company. We've been following for over the last year. And they approached us and wanted to do an ad and reach out to our listeners and let you try their product. And they are giving you a discount code. That is CAST20. That's the discount code. C-A-S-T-20. Write that down and then go over to their website. It's lashbase.co uk when you go there you'll see when you check out you can put that in the order and you can get yourself a nice little discount to try their product they're based out of uk so i know europe i know they're buying from them but they're reaching out here to the united states and they want you to buy from them too their rates are definitely reasonable and they have great product they win customer service awards and stuff like that all the time they're a wonderful company and one of the geniuses behind this company is jamie if you haven't been following jamie yet you definitely need to you'd follow him on instagram at lashbase underscore jamie he's funny and very very informative gives you lots of great business tips someone definitely to follow and definitely jump over and follow their instagram feed which is at lashbase underscore ltd please go out give them a try by supporting them you're obviously supporting us which really if you think about the circle of life here it supports you because it helps actually fund our podcast so give them a try they are great we love them and i know you will too so let's get on with the show
1: Hi, my name is Natasha Minto, and I work at Studio 4 in Davison, Michigan. I am today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at Michigan Eyelash Extensions. Cue the music. where most of us spent a majority of time working alone in our room. We wanted to create a podcast where you can learn, be encouraged, and find connections with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the LashCast podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubers.
0: Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by lash professionals and for lash professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am here with my colleagues, Erica and Tustany. How are you guys doing today?
2: Yeah. Woo! Doing good.
0: Yeah. yeah. We lots of energy. Very excited as <laughs> always.
2: I'm happy the, my hiccups are gone. I was really worried about that. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Erica
0: the, was drinking this afternoon. So what?
1: No, they were the cutest coffee? little hiccups. Oh, coffee. Yeah. Like a cartoon character. I kinda wish that they lasted because they're <laughs> so cute.
0: Yeah, that would be really cute. I'm sure people would love to hear that for an hour of us talking, hiccuping. No. All right. Probably no. not. Anyhow, before no. we get started into all the nuts and bolts because we have no guests today. It's just us three in a room talking about lashes. So talking shop. Talking shop. So that's always cool. Talking shop. Yeah, beware of that. Be careful that you'll stab yourself that Eric you I, just we're in Paul's down. office yeah
2: <laughs> which is also where we record the
1: podcast yes that's where it's I, at.
0: I found this sharp just, object.
1: Oh yeah I'm that's looking a, through it's his like a pen holder. pen holder.
0: Yeah that's my I pop balloons you with know, that. you know what that
1: was a tool that I got from Lash Dip. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys have ever lasted. Oh my dip. gosh, lasted! It's dip like a permanent the mascara. There was one called Maxcara, and there's a one called Crybaby. And it's basically like a permanent mascara. But anyway, there's this tool that you're supposed to separate with. It. It's imagine a long sewing needle on a, a handle. Stick. It looks so. like a
2: pottery carving tool
1: yeah to make eyeballs, yeah. <laughs> poke, the eyeballs. <laughs>
2: poke the eyeballs
1: anyway you're supposed yeah. to use that to separate the and we should
0: talk about things that have failed in our industry you know <laughs> that would be that'd be fun. interesting yeah. that brow um, mascara. extensions mascara the long list of things out there but hey anyway, we'll cover that another time but let okay. me get through a few announcements today because we do have a lot of things coming up and we're very excited to include you and be part of this with you guys and first one is the ISSE, or otherwise called ICE, is coming. That is the PBA, Professional Beauty Association's big trade show they do. Well, they do two. They do one in Vegas in the summer in July, and that's more towards retailers or our manufacturers and distributors. But this one is for any beauty professional, not lash professionals. But anyone in beauty, whether you're a hairstylist, nail tech, or a lash stylist, this is an awesome event. It's on January 26th to the 28th. And we want to tell you about because we're going to be there for our third year in a row, and we're going to be teaching five Classes uh, On Sunday, we have two classes which are free, and those classes are going to be taught by Erica and Tusney. One of them is going to be about the dreaded lash allergy. So we're going to talk about how to deal with that, some of the stuff you've heard on our podcast, but this will be a real good breakdown. It's a free class. And also, our other class was going to be uh, lash, lash Myths. myths. This is the one that we hope to push some buttons and have some fun with. There's a lot of crazy ideas out there in the world, and we've been testing some of them and been talking to some doctors and trying to just get to the bottom of some of these more out there ideas.
1: For example, can we cause blindness?
0: Yes. Can we cause blindness?
1: <laughs> uh, by what we do?
0: Yes. That's one. Well, I'm sure if you... Poke someone's eye out. Yeah, you with that
1: tool. Yeah, with that tool. So
0: that's it. So we're gonna be talking about myths. So that's gonna be great. And then on Monday, we have three paid classes. So these are gonna be a little bit more in depth. These are demos. We're gonna be doing no hands on training, though. So this is not a chance for you to learn how to do our technique, but we will be giving you some great insights. The classes were lash hacks and tricks to improve your game. That's gonna be love, and Christina are gonna be teaching that class. Then Erica's gonna be teaching long lasting lashes for advanced stylists. So that one is gonna be a one that we had last year, and she's just going to update a little bit, and that's where you're going to really learn about our bond. You're going to get a good Overview how we do it, lots of video and watch a hands-on demo so you walk away with some good information. And then lastly, Christina and Tustin are going to be teaching about throw out your lash map, a new approach to last design. We don't use lash maps at our salon. Another thing we do that's probably a little bit not typical in our industry, but we have good reason for it and we'll show you how we approach design and it's much different than what's being taught there currently in the industry. And I just think there's another option for you. Like anything, we're not saying ours are better. We're not saying that other people's are bad. We're just saying there's more options for you as an artist, you wanna have every tool in your belt that you can use. You don't wanna just be like, well, I only paint with black and white. You know, that's gets boring after a while. So we're trying to give you more tools. So that's that. That's coming up. Um, you can go to ISSE's page. We'll also, I think what I'll do is I'll try to put a link also in our Instagram so you can go to that. And you should definitely go. If you have never gone before, it's a blast. Also, Naha is gonna be in Long Beach. So
1: Oh, Naha is a pageant. It's I a pageant to watch of all the craziness, hair
0: and beauty, and it's great. So if you wanna do people watching it's and like, It's it's kind of like the Oscars for hair is what it really is. So it's definitely something fun to come and check out. Next, something we want to ask you guys to do. We want you guys to be our guest announcers. If you haven't noticed, for the last few episodes, by the time this comes, I'll be our fourth episode. We now have been having our team, our staff here at Integrity, to go on and open up the show. And it just says something like this. Hi, my name is Blank, and I work at... Blank And the city of this And I'm today's guest announcer You can find me on Instagram At this And then cue the music It's really quick and simple And then you have a little Announcing that goes over the music
1: So if you'd like to be part of the tribe yes, And uh, you know
0: Exactly It's your chance And you well, I'm going to post this In our no-show notes And I'll probably maybe Make an announcement Or post it on Instagram And then you can just Take the script Just take your phone out, get a microphone or your computer, and just do the announcement. It's a great way to basically push and promote yourself, your salon, your name, your hashtag, and all that, and let people know about you. So it's a lot of fun.
1: The other thing I want to say is that if you also have a question that you want to pose us that we can answer on air go ahead and record that question and send us that question as well. And when we get enough of that, we'll do the show with you. We'll do
0: a show with all your questions. I mean, if you guys listen to Seth Godin, who has a great show called Akimbo, he does that and you get to hear the guests on there. It's really cool. So we would love to do that with you. So submit your questions, both orally or written. Either one's fine. And then also we want to promote our Facebook group. We've had this for actually quite a while. A lot of people have been joined just kind of on their own, but we haven't really announced it. We do have a Facebook group called... Integrity Bootcamp. And this is a place where you can get content that we've created. We put some of our paperwork, forms, videos, other stuff that we've done here at the slum. And we hope to really make that a regular source that we can hand out information and our students will go there and get in stuff. So if you are interested in being part of that group, you have to ask to join. So it's Integrity Bootcamp. So go there. And then lastly, we want to give you guys a prize for helping us promote our little podcast here. So we're going to do this like for every couple of weeks. We'll just post it on Instagram. So whenever you hear this, it doesn't matter what time you hear this, just go on Instagram and start posting away. If you repost our podcast, take our you know screenshot of our podcast. If you don't know how to do the video, the video one's really cool. You can actually record the video and then post that. If you don't know how to do that, just take a screenshot and then post it on your Instagram. Let the world know about that you listen to us, maybe something that you love about what we do and some value that we've brought to your life and share that. And then obviously you have to put at Lashcast Podcast and when that shows up, I'll find it and I'll put your name into the mix, and we'll draw a name every once in a while and announce it on Instagram and give you a twenty-five dollar Amazon gift card. So uh, that's something we want to do. a so thank you to those of you out there that promote us. Okay, that's it. We can get now onto the, the real things, the real business, the stuff that we're really here to talk about—not me about all these promotional things. But let's talk about damage. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about, about yeah. talking
1: about this. Uh, and one of the reasons why—what um,
0: what are we talking about?
1: We're talking about damage. But what damage? Lash damage. Oh, okay, I thought maybe we were talking
0: about water damage, termite <laughs> damage.
1: Permite sh- damage. Yeah, I
0: just want to make sure <laughs> that oh we were God. staying, you know, keeping it clear here. damage. Yes, right, good. are talking about damage. lash
1: damage. I mean, as lash professionals, we strive to avoid damage, right? And there's so much about, oh, that damages lashes, you can't do that. And we want to avoid it. But in order to avoid it, we have to really understand, have a very complete understanding of what damage actually is. What kind of damage can we do as professionals before we can be aware of what those dangers are, right? So that's what I, I wanted to do. I wanted to highlight what those things are. What What's the criteria? How can we truly damage lashes, right? Because there's a lot
2: of info floating around out there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like whenever I read it, I'm like,
0: It's like like that. Like, what's something... I mean, we're not going to name any names, but... (laughs) So don't worry if you're saying something, we disagree with you. We're not going to... Call no, there's, no shame. there's no, no shame. We're, all, we're trying all trying
1: to learn. We're all we're trying, trying to learn. be the best. You know, there's been times we've been wrong too. And it's Absolutely. like, it's, it's humility, right? It's yeah. like, you want to know the truth so that you can grow from it. And at times we have espoused things that weren't right. And yeah. as you grow and develop, you learn. And, and we're so not here to flame someone no, no. or
0: bad mouth someone. Or this is, like as I like so, to say, wait, this yeah. is
1: a safe space, right? <laughs> no office. such thing as a stupid question yeah. because we are well, all on the pursuit. I can of, think a lot of
0: dumb questions. Why are there monkeys on Mars?
1: Why do my eyebrows itch?
0: Yes, exactly. Okay. So, Erica, before we just went over, you were saying you've seen or heard or do you have anything specifically that you've seen that was a little like, "Mm, no, no.
2: Makes you scratch your head a little? Yeah,
0: things that make you go, hmm, Hmm. reference the 90s there.
2: Well, you put me on the spot there, Paul. I
0: know. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) No, I was just saying that there's a lot floating around Mm -hmm. that I will see that, you know, you could think, oh, yeah, I could see... Maybe how that would cause damage, but mm-hmm. I think what I want to highlight here is that nothing is explained ever. Uh-huh. So this causes damage, period, end of story. yeah, and you must avoid it. You must avoid it. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's things that are obvious not to do, like don't get glue in somebody's
1: eyeball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like come on, okay. you know what I mean Note yeah, to yeah, yeah. on that one. Well, <laughs> let's just jump right in. So there's basically two kinds of damage right? Well, what are they? Well, the first one is a physical damage that can happen to the actual body of the native hair. Okay. Okay. And then there's damage that can happen to the follicle or what I call the machinery or the engine that produces the hair. So there's two kinds, right? So we have to separate those out. So let's talk a little bit about human hair and what it's made up of. We all went to beauty school. We know that it's made of a tough protein, called uh, keratin. I, I didn't go to beauty school. That's right. You didn't. You I'll, didn't?
0: No, I'll I did I'll school you right now. Okay? I know. Teach me.
1: <laughs> so keratin is a protein. It is not a living structure, obviously. I remember when our son was little and he had to get his first haircut and we were trying to explain and get him prepared for it. And he was all freaked out. I'm like, no, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to cut your hair, uh-huh. right? It's not a living structure. The hair has three basic layers to it. There is the cuticle. There's a cortex and a medulla. So the cuticle is the outside of the hair. It's kind of made up of like overlapping shingles. If you think about shingles on a roof or tiles that kind of overlap each other, the cortex is the center and then the medulla is the very center. Now, some hairs don't have that. Eyelashes are what we call terminal hairs. They retain their pigment throughout life. You know, usually, I mean, there, there might be one or two gray hairs, but they generally retain their pigment. A hair on your head is terminal Pubic hair is a, considered a terminal hair as well.
0: Ew. <laughs> so I was gonna say that, but then I'm afraid <laughs> someone be like, "You guy, you know, you disgusting." Hurt. Not
1: or, necessary. Yes, yeah, not necessary, um, yeah, not necessary. Let's see. Uh, as opposed to how about what, nose hair? Nose hair, is, I think, is a terminal hair, too, as opposed to a vellus hair. You know, what's a vellus hair? Vellus hair is that peach fuzz hair that we get on the side of our face, right? The difference, a vellus hair is short. It never grows really past a millimeter, maybe two millimeters. It doesn't have a cortex or a medulla. And you can tell that because if you shave that on the side of your face, you can't feel it when it grows back in, right? Mm -hmm. But you can if it's a terminal hair because it's got that hard center to it. So... You know, if people want to geek out about the structure of the hair, there's actually three more structures of the cuticle there's an epicuticle, an exocuticle, and an endocuticle, meaning the outside, the inside, at the very middle, right? But what are some things that can damage hair? They're physical things. There's heat that can damage it, like, you know, if you curl your hair too much or you burn it. It's um, like that
0: hairstylist we saw who cuts with fire. <laughs>
1: We thought that was a joke.
0: I know. We thought it was a joke. and He's serious, and he's not in America, though. I don't was think, I think a Brazilian was guy. Brazilian guy was it? I've no. seen that on YouTube. Yeah. And Can he, you and explain it? it? Yeah. There's this guy. You gotta look at. I, I'm sure if you write hairstylists who uses swords, probably you'll find that. Fire. If, fire mm-hmm. and swords. He literally cuts with machetes mm-hmm. and fire. So he'll light the hair and fire, and then start with these swords, <laughs> waving his hands back and forth, with the swords over his hand like samurai swords. He takes samurai mm-hmm. and he cuts the hair. I have no idea how, I mean. The,
2: and it doesn't look good. <laughs> no. <laughs> but for those who want an interesting experience, who want the
0: burnt smell of yes. hair in their life, mm-hmm. following them around, it's a nice, you know, kind of Ow. essence.
1: So but that he's got like a following. It does! That's so weird. Yeah.
0: We could start burning lashes and
2: oh no, doing I don't that. think so. Oh, my gosh. I just cringed. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: So, heat's one of the things that can damage the hair, chemical treatments. So when we're thinking about chemicals like bleaching, coloring, changing the shape, like a straightening, relaxing, or perming, or physical trauma such as cutting, <laughs> what are you laughing at? I just
2: that just made me think because we're saying it's damaging hair by cutting it, and mm-hmm. it's it's a trauma. So I was like, oh, I just instead of I got my hair cut today, I just
1: traumatized my hair. Yeah, I right. Traumatized. Well, you got you got to think about it, right? By the way,
0: I got the guy's name. Oh, what is it? His name is. Alberto Almeldo? Almeldo? Just spell it. O-L-M-E-D-O.
1: So look and that guy On up. YouTube. On YouTube, look he, on YouTube, and he's from
0: Madrid. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and then I found there's other people now doing this. This guy has like a blowtorch, and he's blowtorching oh their hair gosh. over the top of their hair and burning it. So I, yeah, I just want right. to bring that back up. Sorry.
1: So when, when <laughs> yeah. we, call, this is just a little bit about hair, but when we bleach it or we permanently add color to it, what we need to do is we need to cause the cuticle to swell. We need to open it because the cuticle, those overlapping scales, those tiles are tight and kind of form a a waterproof barrier. But to create any change, we need to open that up. So something like peroxide or ammonia will cause the cuticle to swell so that you can get the pigment in and then you tighten it and close it back up. Something like a a gloss isn't going to open the cuticle. It's just going to coat it on the outside, right? So that's why you can't get lift when you are just like putting a gloss on it. It can add shine. It can cover the cuticle, but it's not opening it up. So anything that causes that cuticle to swell or to get pigment into the hair, it's, it's a chemical opening effect, right? And we know that if you have too much of that going on in your hair, it can be damaged, A prime example of that, I'm actually a natural brunette, but my hair is blonde. So when any of you think about cotton candy texture, you know what I'm talking about, right? The hair has been really porous. The cuticle's kind of been stripped away and it doesn't look the same. It's a little bit more lifeless. You you can feel it. We all know what damage looks like. We all know what split ends look like, right? That's an example of physical damage that can happen to the body of the hair perms slash lifts or relaxing treatments, they use a chemical called ammonium thioglycate. And what it does is it breaks the bonds in the hair and it allows the hair to change the shape. So it's kind of the same thing as a peroxide. It's going to lift it, open it, change it to allow some of that to to change the structure of the hair, right? So that is the actual body of the hair. Um, But let's talk about the engine that produces the hair. And that's where the follicle is. So unlike the shaft of the hair, which is dead, the follicle is living. It produces the hair, right? Now, if the follicle is damaged for any reason, that means that the machinery that produces the hair can be altered and it can have a bad effect on the person's potential to grow hair, right? Mm -hmm.
0: So basically... Damaging the follicle is what we're really concerned about. Right,
1: right. And there are permanent methods of killing the hair follicle. You know, doctors can ablate or they can cut it. They can burn the follicles in order to keep them from producing hair. If
0: I lick your follicle, it will die. Mm,
1: with your what breath. What did you just
0: say? If I lick it, it will <laughs> die. Oh my God. I'm sorry. Like a septic,
1: I a have septic bite. Yeah, I have a septic uh, bite. Yeah, a septic septic, bite yeah. of no, 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 no. Uh,
0: uh, septic tongue. Well, no, the that question is so strange. I'm, yeah, I know, but I just had to say you it. You had to say it. Okay, I'm trying to help you.
1: Well, <laughs> thank you, thank you for that. Well, the question is, why would we need to kill a follicle? Right? Some if of you us want to be bald. If you want to be bald, yes, that you, you have all your bald hair bald is in. Yeah, uh, you know, we there's laser hair removal for you know people who don't want hair in certain parts but sometimes aside from beauty there are real reasons for a doctor to want to kill eyelash follicles in cases where the follicle is growing at an angle where the hair is poking into the eyeball and causing uh, irritation and that's
0: one of the leading ways of blindness overseas isn't it? In and, like developing in developing countries, countries yeah is yes. actually that lashes are growing inward and can damage the eye and cause issues
1: yes exactly
0: and i completely blanked on what that's called it's called lash in the eye. <laughs> oh. Lash. I'm sorry, I was going to try and come with some real lame scientific really name.
1: Not, it's trichiasis, thank you. A you dogs uh, can have it too. Any living thing can have it, basically. Oh, not plants, though. No, they don't have eyes. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you said every living thing. I'm like, oh, I just make sure he- right. Mammals, someone doesn't take right. us too much, literally, on okay. that talk there. Trichiasis. Yeah.
1: Basically, the hair grows into the eye. Yeah. And what happens is it can ulcerate the eyeball. And, you know, over a period of like 40 years, it can cause blindness, yeah. right? In this country, we don't have so much of an issue with it. Moms take their kids to the doctor and say this and is... Fix it. Yeah, fix it. And what the doctor will do is they'll either burn it out, you know, with a cautery or they'll ablate it surgically just by cutting it. They can do it with lasers, that kind of thing. It will prevent the hair from permanently growing in. Doctors won't say just keep plucking it out because that can, over time, miniaturize the hair, but the hair is still going to be there, which is going to be an irritant. If you epilate, which is pulling the hair out from the root, it is not a permanent method of hair removal. So that's one of the permanent reasons why or people can have those hairs removed. Okay. Sometimes it happens inadvertently in beauty practices. So people who wear tight braids, ballerinas, can sometimes present with this problem because they have to wear their hair in a tight bun for years. And that tight bun pulls the hair. It pulls it from the root. And that causes tension at the root. Mm -hmm. So somebody who also has a disorder called trichotillomania, it's almost like OCD where you're pulling out either eyebrow hair, sometimes the hair on your head, hair on your forearms, hair on your face, or your eyelashes out. And there's another component to trichotillomania that people will also sometimes eat it, but it's just, it's a disorder that can lead to big patches being gone. Again, the hair is still being produced. It's just really marked on large areas like the scalp where you can see, but it can happen with eyelashes as well. The key takeaway with this is that traction alopecia is the worst kind of damage to the follicle that can occur. And traction alopecia happens where there's a constant tugging on the follicle as it's growing. So it's causing scarring as the hair is growing.
0: And, and that's constant pressure versus... Pulling, yeah, tension. Just plucking it out, pulling that's it That's right. Because I remember when we talked to a dermatologist about this, she was saying plucking isn't really that worrisome. What it was, she said, what you were saying is that constant tension, because over time it will scar yes. the follicle.
2: So that
1: was the ballerina bun and the braids you were talking about yes that the traction alopecia like tight cornrow braids sometimes mm-hmm. if you even just google you know what is traction alopecia a- look like that, yeah. you know women or even if you're wearing extensions hair extensions for too long you can have thinning in certain areas because it's pulling the hair as it's growing out
0: so it's not the pulling out function that's bad because i think some people i've heard of say well when you get the Hair extensions and it pulls your hair out over time. That's what's causing the damage. It's more actually the constant tension.
1: That's the worst kind. Now, I'm yeah. not saying that plucking out the hair is good. Good. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Because over time, but we're talking years and years, like a decade, yeah. you know, five, I mean, seven years. Go back years, to
0: the yeah. 90s with plucking brows, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> it can miniaturize the follicle over time and the follicle gets smaller and smaller. Again, it's not a permanent means of hair removal. There will still be hair, but over time, over years, you can see a miniaturization of that hair follicle.
0: It varies, I'm sure, per person. There's no definitive amount of times or
1: anything like that. That's right. So when the hair follicle is miniaturized, there's really nothing that we can do about it. There are things like minoxidil, Rogaine. There are Propecia, which is it, it works with a different kind of mechanism to help you know, put the hair in the active growth phase, but it's not going to restore a miniaturized follicle back. Okay. So it is important to try not to pull out lashes, but that is something that we do. I mean, if we are all going to be very honest in every service, occasionally one lash might be pulled out. It's kind of like when you pop a bag of popcorn, Not every single kernel is going to be popped. There are going to be times when you're accidentally going to pull the lash out. And
0: also, I would think, I mean, tell me from your guys' experience, I think there's some people whose lashes are just about to fall out. So you're working with them and they just probably just naturally fall out, right? Yes. But that's, that's,
2: yeah, a lot of times it's you see the adult hair and then you see the baby growing out. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then those ones, if they don't come out on its own when you're trying to put the extension Mm -hmm. on it, if you tug on it, even a tiny bit, it just, like, falls
1: right yeah. out. Now that, I want to specify, that is not traumatically pulling the lash out. okay? because right. that's he, already disconnected. That's right. It's been in the telogen stage, right, the resting it's phase. It's ready to fall.
0: Anyways, you're just helping... It came right. out a little sooner.
1: And the way that you can tell if that's the case is that you go to pull it out. The client does not make any move that it's caused any discomfort. Then you take a look at the hair. If you look at the follicle, if there is no waxy coating, white waxy bulb on that hair, you haven't pulled that in. It's already disconnected. Oh, there you go. And you can see it. You That's what happens with my teeth, by the way. What, you pull your teeth yeah. out. <laughs>
2: you're on one today. Yeah. You are just, yes. I'm, you know, because I
0: have nothing really to contribute today. So I'm like, my whole goal is just to try to stay engaged by connecting this with my reality, which yes. is my, you know, when my. to throw
2: my, us off, by with yeah. our thought
1: process. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's here
0: to really be a roadblock to your thought process today.
1: So sometimes clients will come in and they'll say, they'll freak out because they don't understand how our eyelashes grow. And they'll say, I see them coming out. And then what you're going to do, is you're going to explain, well, when the lash has been its resting phase and it's time to come out, it's going to shed. When it's done being an active growth phase, it's going to shed. And that's a normal thing.
0: And the bulb is really the key, right? That's how you can Yeah, so you
1: can tell them. You can equip them. You can say, if you're really concerned, take a look at the hair. If it has a white waxy bulb on it, that's indication that it's been traumatically pulled out. But what you should do is go to your bathroom, pick up a hair off the floor, and take a look at that. There might be a tiny little ball there, but it's different than that waxy sheath that I know that you guys know what I'm talking about. When you pull out an eyebrow hair and it's got that white waxy structure on it, that's an indication it's been traumatically pulled out. So you tell them, if you see the hair that has that, then you know it's been pulled out. But if you see it just, you know, maybe tiny ball, but there's no uh, covering on it, it was time for that hair to shed, right? Now, if you traumatically pull the hair out, it's not as bad if it's being pulled as it's growing and you will miss that hair for a little while. And that's what sometimes people will consider damage. Okay. So you might get a client that has come in from somewhere else and it has had all their lashes just dramatically pulled out. Or you have somebody who had an accident with an eyelash curler and they're coming to you and they say, I have this chunk of lashes mm-hmm. missing. I had this one gal who went to a nightclub and she was dancing next to a guy with a sweater. And she said he moved his arm and that sweater snagged literally like a thumbnail chunk of her eyelashes off. And she was like, I don't normally wear extensions, but can you help camouflage this for a little while? And I said, yes, I can put an extension on wherever there's a hair where there's no hair there. You know, you're not going to have hair. For a little bit, but I said, don't worry, the hairs are going to grow back in. The pulling out did not damage the engine that causes those lashes to grow. You're just going to miss them for a little while until they regenerate. Mm -hmm. So sometimes people will think that that is damage, right? Mm -hmm. Another situation that happens, sometimes people might get just freaked out and say, I want you to take my lashes off because my sister-in-law told me that all my lashes are going to come off and I don't want that. In that situation, how I handle it is I say, well, let's take a look at your eyelashes. I have them lie down on the table, and I give them a really strong magnifying mirror. And we'll go through the lashes, or I'll take pictures, and I'll show them. Um, So their eyes are closed, and I've got my camera, and I'm just going through their lash line and taking pictures, right? And then I'll show them, and I'll say... So, Leslie, I see hair here. Now, I see it in various growth states. So these are short. That's normal. Your hair is on your eye. They're always in various states of growth. But as long as we see hair, we know that there's the engines are healthy and it's going to continue to produce. It's almost just like baby lashes, like a trimmed nail, okay? And usually that suffices to satisfy the person that's concerned, right?
0: Pictures are key, I think, because I really think mm-hmm. when you started doing that years ago... That t- changed the whole conversation because mm-hmm. beforehand you don 't just be arguing with them, yeah. no, 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 I saw that. I, da, da da da, and they just go on their list and you're like and finally you start like, "No no, how about this let 's take pictures or yeah, and you can zoom way down so it looks like you 've been doing it with a microscopic photo camera, and you can show the base, you can show the root and you say see there 's hair, so the, the argument is no longer I have no hair. It's like, do you see this? Yeah. I mean, I think you've had a couple of cases where they still say, no, I don't. And we're going to talk about that in a second.
1: But the picture is third-party validation. So I encourage all of you guys, with any situation, even when we're talking about cleaning the lashes, somebody comes in with caked-on mascara, you're going to take a picture. Take a picture of that caked-on mascara and then show them what it looks like afterwards. And you say, this is what I have to remove. So they have an understanding of what you're dealing with because they can't see up close like we can And also
0: for your own security in a sense to show what you came in with. So if they come back two, three weeks later and accusing you of damaging all their lashes, you can go back to the photos, Because some people have done this. Something goes on in their own life. They do something weird and then they come back and they want you to get a free touch-up, free appointment or something and they're looking for a way to get it out of you and if you decide, you know, I don't really feel like giving out free appointments, you can say, I don't understand because the photos I'm looking here, your lashes were all clean, that there was no damage and now you come back and you're making all these accusations I did something horrible to you.
1: Okay, so this is how I handle this situation. So the first thing is you give them the mirror and you say, well, let's take a look. Let's see how your lashes are looking. You don't, never render a judgment without seeing them because again, you're going to come off as not being fair. You need to let the pictures do or the mirror do the talking, right? And then you show them, you say, I see hair here. There's an indication that there's no permanent damage. And then you can explain the growth phases, that hair grows. So it may be a little shorter for a little while, but it's going to grow in. Now, if they take a look at that picture and they say, nope, it still looks damaged to me and you can't tell me that my lashes are not what they were when you came in. Okay, if you've got that person, that person wants a refund. Okay, she's not willing to look at reason. And in those situations, no matter what, even if you've shown them in those situations, we will issue a refund. And it's almost like Any promise never to come back? We don't say that. We don't say that. We just put
0: in the notes, do not book again, is what we do. Yeah,
1: because that person is not looking for reason. Usually, if they were really, truly concerned, oh, my lashes are all falling out, because what happens is they develop what I call lash blindness if they've been wearing extensions for any length of time. And they don't see their own lashes. They only see extensions. So that when they're ready for a fill and they see gaps, some of them become panicked, do they not? Mm -hmm. And they say, oh my gosh, I feel like I don't have any lashes there in those spots. And you'll put the mirror in front of you and say, look, you do have lashes. You you do have hair here. It's just you can't see them because you're so used to the extensions. So this is normal. Normally that solves the problem. So, and, and they're like, oh, I'm relieved. If that doesn't solve the problem, they're not concerned that their hair is not growing, they want a refund. So that's a good way to determine who you're dealing with,
0: right? And And then you can
1: decide if you want to take them or not.
0: And I think, yeah, as a stylist, those are the clients you don't want to keep. I mean, because they're going to just continue to haggle you and be a problem, and it's best just to give them their money back it and is. move on. It is. And not fight, not argue. We used to. I mean, we yeah, there was a stage did. five, mm-hmm. six years ago where we would plead with any guest get abused by every person that walked in. Maybe when you were still Erica, when we were just starting. I think we did. Oh, yeah. We'll give them be, a free
1: service. Let me show you. Let yeah. me show you next time. And we just got milked mm-hmm. a lot. And finally, we're at this place, so we don't need to do that. Yeah. If you're starting out and you need the practice of dialoguing yeah. with clients about Why not? go for it. But if this <laughs> person is a problem for you, you really don't need them. Do it in the nicest way possible because you don't want a bad review. Mm. You just say, I'm sorry, it didn't work out for you. Here's and refer your, them yeah, to another refer place. refer them to somebody else.
0: Your most hated rival. <laughs> no, no, we never do that. But no, I mean, I think what we do is we know some of our salons where we are friends with, and maybe it's just not a right match for us. Maybe they will be better somewhere else and maybe they won't. But either way, we tend to refer them. And I, I think what I would say is, hey, I'm not sure if we're a right fit for you. It seems like the last time you are here, we couldn't make you happy. So I'm beginning to think maybe we should find another salon for you where you maybe will find a better match because maybe we're just not doing the right style or technique for you. And that way I own it. And they make it, like, it's our fault. Like we failed her mm-hmm. versus saying, oh, you're a jerk yeah. and you're yeah. a difficult person, which is what they usually are. And we own it. And then by doing the referral, it almost seems like we're doing them you know, a favor. Yeah. Like here's a number. Here's two people. They're wonderful people. Their work is great. I think you'll be very happy. And we don't do it as a way of revenge or yeah, anything like that. And
1: never shame the client. That way you can retain your high ground. Yeah. Right. Okay. So let's talk about how we as slash professionals can actually damage the hair follicle. Right. All right I'm getting the fire. Get the fire? Yeah. Get, get, the, fire get okay. the fire
0: ready. Get the fire ready. Light some lashes on fire.
1: So when we glue lashes together, that's like number one. That's why we always say isolation is key. Why is isolation key? Because lashes are growing at different rates. And if you glue one together, if one is growing faster than the other, the one that's growing faster is going to pull tension, exert force on the one that is not growing as fast, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens is, I mean, there's good news about this, okay? The good news is that... Our eyes and the skin around the eyes is a lot more sensitive than our scalp hair. We're not aware of when our scalp hair is being pulled out, even when it's being traumatically pulled out or, you know, like when we're wearing that tight bun or tight braids or extensions. We can't tell. We can just see it if we look in the mirror. With eyes, it's completely different. It's like
0: hypersensitive.
1: You are so acutely aware when one lash has been glued. And the good news is that people will seek intervention you know, before that damage happens. Even at about a week, you know, every time you blink your eyes or touch them, it's painful. Some of the signs for traction alopecia on the eyelashes itself is the follicle will be raised like a pimple. It will be red. It will be itchy. It will be like a little dome. And it's very rare to see that for it to get to that level. Sometimes it happens when a client is twisting like one of the eyelashes just twists in a circle. Okay. Again, because <laughs> what's happening is it's pulling. It might not wow. be connected to anything, but this happens on the corners, the outer corners, and they'll twist. And so you might get one that's not stuck to anything else. And you look at it, and then there might be a red bump there. That's a sign that there is being damage done to the follicle, and so you've got to remove it. The good news is is that people will even pluck them out themselves. Pull them out. You'll see. And they should to- use oil, right? Sorry, just bring up another no, topic. you'll seek to remedy the situation any way that you can. You'll claw them out yourself. Yeah. People will try to no, no, put mean, oil on them and saying. try People to pull them out. Yeah.
0: Will always will. He texts us, hey, I've been using vegetable oil all day again or olive oil. And they're like, I using the oil. That's not how it gets yeah. removed. But anyhow, I think we've covered that in the yeah, past. Yeah. Not, we'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again sometime.
1: So the good news is that people are going to seek intervention before that true damage can happen. And and our own nerves are our best alarm system to prevent that from happening.
2: And them plucking it out themselves, we're saying, is actually better than it being pulled on consistently or being twisted because of that tension.
0: That makes sense. I've never put that together until today. Mm-hmm. not that i well that's of- even
2: i mean you kind of alluded to that without knowing it when yeah. you're, you're talking about the dermatologist saying yeah. that plucking it out is actually better so i want to know inquiring minds mm-hmm. out there need to know mm-hmm. how can we then damage lashes
1: during a full set or whatever—that's a good question. But I'm going to go back a little bit, and I'm going to challenge that statement just a little bit. And, and this is kind of what I'm. This That's is good, the whole. Purpose. We wrote that question. To I know ourselves. we wrote that, We're that, that. Our question. <laughs> We're challenging right now. because I'm trying to introduce a new concept. With lashing. Okay, Uh, instead of saying damage, I think that anything that happens to the body of the hair, which is not the damaging part, right? Remember, it's the outside of the hair. mm -hmm. Um, We should not refer to that as damage anymore. We should call it grooming. No, we should. Well, (laughs) we think of it like (laughs) grooming, right? It is grooming, yeah. It is grooming,
0: yeah. But we should
1: call it change. So the question should be what changes? can we do to the lash during the service? So let's go back a little bit. So let's talk about nails. Nails are similar to eyelashes. They are made of keratin. Um, Instead of a follicle, there's no follicle for our nails, but there's a bed. And that bed is where that nail is produced, right? So even if you pull that nail off, I mean, I was nine years old and my toe got stuck uh, in uh, the spokes of my bike. I was uh, being chased by a dog. No. and Yes. The nail, the whole toenail got ripped out. Oh. And I, for a whole summer... I can't shake people's hands if they have a black nail. The black nail. <laughs> not the black a black nail. nail. It's not a black nail. The whole nail just ripped off. I
0: know, but I'm just okay. saying, when I see someone with black nails, I'm like, no, no, don't touch me. There's something wrong with you. No,
2: just, well, like if they hit their thumb with a hammer. I know.
0: It's disgusting it to me. Does it make them
2: dirty? Yes, it does. It's <laughs> disgusting. It is, is I can't it's stand bl- it. It's just a bruise. I know, yeah,
0: but it is. as a kid, for some reason, because I think my Dad did it so many times. I have like a, a told <laughs> phobia of people with black nails.
2: It's so like oh drives man. me nuts. April Fools! I'm showing up. Yeah. With black, <laughs> yes. Not black nail polish, but like yeah. I'm gonna bruise, bruise right? all your nails. Yes. Hey, if you do that, with makeup.
0: yeah. Oh, makeup. Okay. But yeah. Makeup. Uh, it's something really.
1: I would not commit that far
2: <laughs> to do it for real.
1: So back so to back, my back disgusting to your toenails. Na- toenail so I went to the off. doctor. The doctor's like, "Don't worry, the nails just got pulled out." And it's going to grow back. And sure enough, it did. It looked kind of gross for a while, but it grew back. So if we think about, you know, the changes that we do to our nails, if you cut the nail or you trim the nail or you shape it, you buff it, you know, what we're doing, we're removing, we're damaging it, right? But we don't generally associate that as... Bad. Damage, yeah, we associate negative. those things with grooming, even just like getting our hair cut or getting it shaved or getting it colored. We don't associate those things with bad things. We actually pay good money to have our hair groomed, right? And the not same. Me. And I know if anybody doesn't know, you don't have. I'm hair.
0: bald because you've never seen a picture <laughs> of me. So also, never.
1: I don't think
2: we've referenced that on this podcast like five times already. I know. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm sorry. Well, we like you
0: to be the butt of written. all jokes. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm just trying to stay <laughs> engaged. Keep it in.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so with nails, it's. It's something that we pay for. Just like, you know, kind of, I think, with the lashes. So how can we change the body of the hair, right? So let's talk about the things that we could do to change the cuticle. I know one. What is it? So
0: when you're doing a removal... You're breaking the bond now. We don't have not talked really about how we do removal, so this may be a little unclear. We have. have we? So we break the bond with the tweezer, and then we just it just pops right off. But in that process, that glue may take a little bit of the lash the off, the mm-hmm. Shingles, mm-hmm. Yeah. The off the shingles, the shingles, yeah, the shingles of the house may fall off, so. right?
1: Right, yeah. So, yes, technically, some of that can happen. So, and there's many different ways to remove. Sometimes people will talk about the banana peel where you peel it off. That's going to remove more of the cuticle. From the tips. A- yes, yeah. from the tip of the hair, tip of the extension, and peel Just it down. Right, it off right? like, yeah. And what happens, sometimes it spirals like a little. So we know that some of that cuticle is being pulled off because we can see the physical change of the native hair, right? It's like mm-hmm. a corkscrew. Let's see. If you cut it, you can see because it it's blunt, that kind but of we thing. we don't
0: advocate cutting.
1: No, we line. don't. But, but uh, clients do it sometimes because mm-hmm. they're oh, yeah. alfalfa lash. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. Uh, it
2: sticks up and uh, they cut reference it
0: reference there yeah. <laughs> So we remove we mm-hmm. the cuticle Through breaking the bond Or peeling like a banana peel And there's other ways that we were talking about Damaging the hair
1: I'm going to go to another example to mm-hmm. explain this Okay, take a piece of tape And stick it on the back of your hand Mm-hmm. and pull it off. And Ouch. you look at the back of the tape and you see little flakes of skin, right? Mm-hmm. So what we're doing when we tape the hand, we're disrupting the barrier and we can see skin cells on the tape, right? So would we say that the hand is damaged? Absolutely. The skin is damaged? Well, technically, you can <laughs> say that the barrier has been compromised. What does that mean, though, for the hand, right? Mm-hmm. Does it mean that you can't do anything? If it's been sanded, you know that even water might sting it, right? But it hasn't been damaged, really. It's Not seriously.
0: You know, Long term, for sure, not.
1: Right. So what does a hair that the cuticle has been partially removed look like i'm not talking about if it has been corkscrewed right we don't want to do that but even if you can straighten it out does it mean that we can't extend it anymore because the cuticle has been damaged so you must not damage lashes i mean we as lash artists extend short hairs that's what we do right
0: i think that's a big one i see people talking about like they're really big on don't do a baby lash because it's going to damage, it's too heavy. Well, let's
1: talk about that.
0: Or, or in your case, the lash broke off, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes lashes break, you mm-hmm. know. And they say, well, you we shouldn't use that because it's going to be too much for that lash. It's not going to be able to handle it. That's not the way we approach lashes.
1: Well, let's talk about the kind of damage. Let's say, so you don't put an extension on a baby lash because it's what? The, too heavy. It, it's too heavy. So yeah. what, what does It'll that fall mean? fall out prematurely. Um, well, if it's a baby lash, generally, if you're going to put a small, la- I would say put a small lash on a baby lash. Yeah,
0: we do like six millimeter, or seven millimeter lash is what we. It's
1: fine. It's still going to continue to grow out, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if the follicles are very, very fine and they're really shallow and they can't take it, you have to look at not just the hair itself. You have to take the whole the
0: lash the- ecosystem. Yeah, I just you came have to. Up with t- yes,
1: word. you do. You have to look at everything because it's. When you're looking at somebody's eye and eyelashes, the baby lashes, because when they first start to grow, they're finer, they're tapered at the end. They look finer than the other ones, but it doesn't mean that that's how they're going to end up. They're going to be the same mature hair that you see in the other lashes nearby, right? Now, if they're all really fine and they don't grow past a millimeter, you can safely assume that they don't have strong follicles. Now, any kind of length on that kind of a person is going to prematurely pull them out. But if it's just in the new growth phase, it doesn't mean that that hair is going to stay that fine forever. You have to figure out where that hair is going Mm -hmm. to be in two weeks from now. And if it's a normal situation, it's just fine because it's the tip. It doesn't require a thinner lash. Just put a small one on it. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: we call those insurance lashes because yeah. they basically will be there for sure the next time they come into their appointment. Yeah. And that just makes sure that you have a little fuller lashes versus skipping those lashes, which I think some people advocate to well, just skip them. You know, go to the bigger lashes, work with those. Don't get the baby lashes. Save time. Save time. Mm -hmm. And also, I think because we use loops, we see everything. A lot of people say, oh, I see every hair. And we've seen this happen with many staff who come who've never used loops before. As soon as they use the loops, they're like, holy crap, there is so much more hair than I ever thought there was. I never saw that. Mm -hmm. I have great vision, but I just didn't see all those smaller hairs. And we get those hairs because we use the loops, which allows those hairs to grow out. And we put small hairs on them and gives you the insurance lashes, mm-hmm. as we call
1: them. So just because it's a small lash and you're putting a heavier lash on it does not mean it's going to damage the engine. You have to look at all of the hairs. Are they mm-hmm. all weak and are about to fall out? And you know that kind of person, because it's almost like dust. You can just rub them and they all come off, right? Dandelion. Dandelion, <laughs> we call that dandelion. You want to ex- explain? I mean, it's
2: like you could blow on it and they would just oh, all blow yeah. float, float away,
1: right. So sometimes people will say, don't bond the entire hair because if you have to remove it, it's going to damage the hair. Well, it
2: makes it too heavy heavy. (laughs) because the minimal amount of adhesive you use makes it.
1: That's true. Little glue
0: possible because they're afraid that it's going to craze too much weight.
1: So the heaviness question is about it prematurely pulling it out. So if it's in the active growth phase and you're prematurely pulling it out, right, that's when you can damage the engine.
0: Now, Erica, when you do this, when you put lashes on, now we put more glue than most salons. Can you tell when you've overworked a lash, did too much glue, too much weight in a lash, or is that a fear that you see stylists all over the Internet talking about? But really, day to day, we don't see that. We don't see people coming back with, oh, my gosh, all this loss from damage and premature fallout and all that. Is that something that, you know, I ask both of you, really, do you guys see that?
2: Well, no, because we bond the entire lash, but they come back like normal lashes. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing Mm -hmm. happens to them.
0: So this big talk about all this too much glue, too heavy of lashes, and we do, you know, 15s is kind of like our standard lash we use. We don't see, and we bond a lot of lashes, see a lot of clients. We don't see people coming back three, four, five weeks later with big huge gaps with nothing there because we just overloaded it and it all fell out and now they're got big Mm -hmm. gaps well
2: and people also think that when you bond the lash that means you're using a ton of glue and no we're just coating the hair Mm -hmm. the natural hair we're not like globs of glue to connect them and
0: just a side note about glue just a put someone else that I was excited to see this Lana recently from Lash Makers posted on her story she's been doing some more live cast things, where you call those um, on Instagram and it was kind of interesting she was saying the number one thing that she sees that people don't do right with lashing is not enough glue
1: well that's what I wanted to talk about you mentioned that if you put more glue it's going to make it heavy yeah. right so more glue you want to use the least amount of glue possible but you want to cover the most surface area as you possibly can yeah. if you only use a small amount, you can for sure get that lash to stick there, but is it going to have staying power? Is it going to serve her as she's washing and removing her makeup and sleeping and rubbing her eyes? Probably not because yeah. as the adhesive ages, it gets more sensitive to sheer strength and any kind of rubbing is going to pop it off. If you have more surface area, contacting it you're going to have better longevity so she's absolutely right about that
0: Now she advocates like most people just the base but she's saying put more glue at the base make sure it encircles the whole lash so it's solid and it's really bonded well We just go that a step further we yeah. say that and the whole shaft all the way to we the top do the is whole that's shaft. how we do it
1: We do the whole shaft because for us it provides more longevity and, and it's a
0: better mechanical uh, fit and exactly. the lash won't twist It won't do all those different things. But yeah, I was just excited to see that Mm because often I don't hear that out there. Most people are like, no glue, no glue. And she's like, the reason why your lashes aren't lasting is because you're not using enough glue. And and I thought that was actually pretty helpful Mm -hmm. because that's what we need to hear more. Well, I
1: think people are concerned about pulling people's lashes out. They don't want to. And it's better for the lash to pop off than it to be pulled out, right? But it's not so much about the lash being too heavy. Go shorter, just go shorter. That way it won't fall. That way it won't, you know... Um, droop or anything like droop. that. Yeah. And also remember that just because it's in a growing state doesn't mean that it's going to be thin like that the whole way. So
2: let's say we do
1: put a lash on that's too
2: heavy, whether it's like a 0.25 diameter because yeah. we think that's a good idea. or We um, don't think that
0: personally, but <laughs> yes, there are people out there who do. Yes. <laughs> so
2: whether it's just the diameter is too heavy or let's say you're using like a 16 mm-hmm. extension length. on a 7 millimeter natural lash. So If it's too heavy for either of those reasons, what's actually going to happen?
1: Well, aesthetically, it's not going to look good because we've all seen it where you put too long of a lash on and it hangs. It goes down into the whites of the eye, the sclera, it hangs down and and the clients will say, this one's drooping, this one's drooping, or this one's twisting, that kind of thing. It just looks really bizarre, right? The weight can make it do that, but it's not so much that it's going to pull the lash out. That's the concern, right? Well, they were going to say sometimes it does, right? That's if you go too heavy. If the follicles are not super healthy, if the client has a blepharitis or has had dry eye for years and it's really compromised their lashes, the quality of the skin and the hair, their eyes are super dry, they're not able to produce hair that's longer than a millimeter, That kind of the dandelion gal, you would not at all want to do that because you put that 20 on, and it's basically it's a handle. It's an extra large handle that you can easily rip the hair off. Yeah. You know, you don't want to do that. But let's say it's a healthy lash that's strong an and average a person. Yeah. yeah, okay. And she can take a 15. She can take a 20. Right? It's not going to cause damage. It's going to droop. It's not going to look aesthetically pleasing, but it's not going to damage. I mean, the damage would occur if it's so heavy that it's pulling and it's scarring the follicle. If it's so heavy that it's scarring the yeah. follicle. And that's generally. That's where not. you're
0: doing a twenty-five by you know eighteen <laughs> on a six millimeter lash. Maybe over time that's not gonna be good for that person. It'll be putting a lot of pressure on that follicle and over
1: time it could damage it. I would say it's not enough tension.
2: Well, and I wanted to clarify that because I all see on you know Instagram or Facebook forums that people are like, well, I do classic lashes, but I don't use anything heavier than a point ten. Mm-hmm. now because it's damaging their lashes. Yeah. And I think that that is a mindset out there. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I think actually right now the new normal is nothing bigger than 18 width. If even what? 20 is becoming too big yeah. of a lash. People are really saying. I've seen some places like Salon say we will not use anything more than a 18 width max. And then also people say never use anything over a 15 length. Like you know, 16th, that's, that's
1: an, a little unfortunate, I think, because I want you guys to think about the lashes as... Paints, their their colors in your toolbox, and there are going to be exceptions. There are going to be reasons or yeah. situations that are appropriate to use a certain longer length. You know, not everybody is the same. You might have a certain special situation. Some women do have very very thick lashes. So yeah, maybe no. it not be aesthetically pleasing, but they could handle that. So I don't want you to say it's bad. That's just like saying like. I, Using I red paint is yeah, bad yeah, it's for some bad. Reason. No, it's not bad. It, maybe it's not part of your best practices, but somebody who chooses to do that, there might be a specific situation where it's okay. It's bad if you don't know how to use it. Yeah, so basically, right. Yeah, you
0: can't judge a last and make the right decision. You're right. I can get that. So, right.
1: so let's go back to the cuticle. I, I keep wanting to talk about this because even if the cuticle is slightly removed. What difference does it make, right? Okay, and the key to understanding this is we have to think about our eyelashes differently than the the hair on our head. So most of us think about the hair on our head and think of eyelashes, and we think it's synonymous. We think it's the same. That's why you don't want to chemically weaken the hair because you're going to be stuck for a very long time with chemically weakened eyelashes you know but we have to understand you know that the hair on our head needs to be preserved a long time because the growth phase is different the hair on our head the growth phase is anywhere between three and seven years right contrast that with our eyelashes which is 30 to 45 days Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and then the resting phase is between one and three months so here's the question i want you to ask yourself how often do your clients need to see you what's the average
0: well, the normal slide I'd say it's probably two weeks, three weeks, is kind of the average in our industry.
1: Mm-hmm. And why is that?
0: Because our lashes fall out.
1: Because their lashes grow <laughs> and because they fall out. They shed faster. So yeah. the question is, do you ever wonder why we ever need to trim our eyelashes? Why don't we ever have to trim them? Like even eyebrows, we still have to trim eyebrows, right? But eyelashes, we don't. Why? Because they're programmed to be relatively short and to fall out. You know, And they're programmed to be at different growth phases. Why? What is the purpose of an eyelash? To protect our eyeballs. protect our eyeballs. <laughs> now, if they're all from at the same... Si- from dust, from, oh. from you licking them, whatever. Yes, yes. I thought right. bugs, So okay. if they're all the same length, <laughs> you don't have as much protection. If you've got some new ones growing in all the time, it creates more of a, a net or a fence at the eyeball line. A wall? The margin. Like yeah, a, like right?
0: To keep those.
2: I just imagine our eyes like a, a soccer goal. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was a good visual. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's you want yes.
1: small ones growing in there. Why? Because it functions as a barrier from debris and stuff getting Otherwise the Otherwise, they'd
0: be all the same length. That's and right. That would be less useful or productive. You never
1: have to trim your eyelashes, okay? The reason why they have to keep seeing you every two to four weeks is because they're constantly changing. So even if we do damage or change, change. the hair... What kind of impact does it have, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you buffed your nails and you buff... Or let's say you had a really bad experience with acrylic nails and they filed and drilled your nails and so they are tissue paper soft. We, you know, we've had that before. It even hurts mm-hmm. to wash your hand, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you can't wear polish. No, if you put polish on, it's going to make it better, right? It's going to protect it temporarily. So if you've got super short lashes because they've been cut off or the cuticles have been blasted off somehow... You still are going to look better if you have an extension on there, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what we do. We extend, you know, just because it's damaged doesn't mean, you know, or changed, shall we say? Of course, yeah. And the shelf
2: life of an eyelash is so short. People are worried about, well, I can't put an extension on this until it's in perfect condition again. Yeah. Because it's not going to get healthy. but. That lash is going to fall out in a month. Like, yeah. it's going to be gone. It's so
0: going Do we hear this where you see people, they'll burn their lashes, you know, like the an oven, oven or the barbecue? or over the barbecue. Or- and the idea is like, well, they just damaged them. So, what, we can't put lashes on them because they're damaged? No, if anything, now this is the very time once you re- remove everything, you should put things on so they don't look freaky weird. You can try to make That's their right. lashes look normal for a while while they grow out and they get replaced with new mm-hmm. ones. So while it's actually.
1: While the singed
0: lashes fall yeah. off. Yeah. While the singed <laughs> lashes fall off. Yes.
1: So if it's singed, and sometimes Sometimes my grandma, she grew up during the depression and they had a stove that actually had to be a fire. It's you called put, the singer. <laughs> no, you put the wood in, <laughs> oh, in okay. there and you built a fire yeah. and she had an accident and it burned all of her eyelashes, her eyebrows, her hair off. And awesome. it was always like a family joke, but they grew back. Why? Because it did not damage the engine, right? It just damaged so, it changed the hair. So with the hair, you know, hair has to be trimmed a little bit because there were like little nubs uh, so you, you can trim the burnt part off and then you could put an extension on that. that was, and that would be considered damage cutting it, but you're restoring it, you know. And then as soon as they shed, which is in just two to four weeks, you can have a, a brand new set again,
0: right? So there's a couple more things we want to cover, and then we're going to wrap this up soon. So one of the other areas that people are really concerned about, and I think this is the most obvious, it's probably why we haven't talked about it yet, is the gluing lashes together. I mean, what's really going on with that? Is that something we should be concerned about? Is it real damage, or is it more change? You know, what about that?
1: Yeah. Oh, we absolutely must not, positively must not glue lashes together. <sighs>
0: I was hoping for a different answer. <laughs> no,
2: why? Because
1: I just want, like,
0: that's all you hear online is isolation, isolation. I just like, for once, let's be weird and say, no, don't no. do it. I so agree.
1: Isolation <laughs> is okay, key. Okay. It's like okay. the first like, thing that you learn.
0: I, in fact, I almost oh, feel no. shame reading every page because that's like by far the number one thing that
2: people mm-hmm. are raging about. Not my work, not my work, yeah. not my mm-hmm. work. Someone's not isolating again. Put them in last jail. The not my work photos are my favorite because it's like, of course we know it's not your work. Why yeah. would you post that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why do you need to shame everybody else out yeah. there?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, now, yeah. Okay. Any other So, <laughs> That's about, another story. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say. But so you any, have to isolate
1: because yes. that way you're not putting tension on the follicle. Okay. Right. Okay. And don't worry about the cuticle that much because first of all you can't even tell with loops you can't tell with a magnifying glass you can only tell with an electron microscope if the cuticle has been removed on such a short lash you know if you've taken some of the skin cells off like as if you've taped Mm -hmm. the back of your hand right and the question about that is yes maybe some of the cuticle has been removed but the question you really want to ask is what consequence does it make Right? Does it mean that you can't extend the hair anymore? And even if it is completely like dust-like now, does it mean that it's going to be replaced very, very soon? Yeah,
2: put a point zero yeah. seven on there if, if you for some reason are removing extensions the banana peel way mm-hmm. still, and you we don't notice- advise that,
0: right? That's not really
1: the best no, we right? don't, no, don't. we don't, okay. we don't. No, of course, use a solvent. A solvent will keep the cuticle intact. Right. So bonding the whole lash should not be something that's viewed as damaging the cuticle it's only damaging the way that you remove it yeah right?
0: but, okay so they got two lashes connected they didn't isolate well and they have to break that mm-hmm. so you would just again for us what do we do in the room right now when we have a client because at the end they call them stickies that's kind of the language mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. how do we go about do we go through and do we just look for the stickies and pull them apart or are we concerned about damaging oh, at oh, that point you want
1: to remove the stickies for sure yeah you just kind of pull them apart Mm -hmm. at the point where they're contacted, if the lash has been deformed, you might have to take it off and do it again, right? A sticky is not as bad as the roots being bonded together. And why is that? Because there's a little bit of give Mm -hmm. already. And technically, a sticky is not going to pull as much pressure on the follicle as if it were at the base. If the bases are connected, that's Mm -hmm. the worst
0: and with a lot of beginners, you see that, where you'll see too much glue, it goes down the lash, pulls around. pulls around the base, and then it gets connected. And I guess when it grows out, right, then it's going to cause more tension and difficulty, and they'll feel that probably within a few days, right? Oh,
2: yeah. Or yeah. if not, immediately. Right. Yeah. Usually clients won't feel the stickies, but we always mm-hmm. go through and separate those anyways. Yeah, I know some people have been a little, like, nervous to separate them because they don't want to hurt the client, mm-hmm. but I always say just do it. It's better to cause a little discomfort You know, you're not pulling out the lash, you're just unsticking them because she'll feel that as they're wearing. And so, yeah, that's really important.
1: Another thing you can tell your client if they're concerned is like a sign of a good set is that it becomes more comfortable as the farther you get away from the appointment. Because if the lashes have been bonded together, the farther away you get from that initial appointment, the more and more they hurt. So that gives them something that they can hold on to. So you better make sure that you're not leaving them stuck together because mm-hmm. they'll have a key to know that, oh, this is not so good, right? Mm-hmm. We always tell people that when you get a set with us, it's going to feel a little bit tight when you first get them. But they'll Kinda feel like when you get your nails done. Yeah, it'll feel more and more comfortable just because we get so close to the lash line. Yeah. But the farther away you get from it, the more comfortable it is. But if they're having an experience where it becomes more and more painful, like week one and week two, that's an indication that they have been bonded together so
0: great and now i think there's one other topic that you were
1: well i just a call to say that let's talk about damage as let's leave that to when the follicle or the engine of the hair is being altered or changed and we we need to avoid that at all costs but changes that happen to the body of the hair should be called changes and not damage
0: and most of the stuff that's going on is change that's by far the majority of the concerns that people have out there is change usually the damage would be coming from pulling the lashes out so like gluing at the base and then pulling and that tension there that could potentially damage the follicle, mm-hmm. but all the like over worrying about maybe the lash breaks off while you're removing, it'll be fine. It's, it's going to be hair. fine. It's just dead hair. I
1: would say don't peel lashes. Yeah. Don't peel because that's going to remove more of the cuticle. Now again, it's not that big of a deal, but it will kind of deform the lash a little bit and, and make you should, it more yeah, harder to work use, with. Use if it's that bad. Use the remover because it will preserve the cuticle a little bit more.
0: Also, worrying about too heavy of a lash. I mean, we go shorter, go shorter, go if, shorter. We often also do tell guests. I mean, you know, we really do our best to please our guests. So I know there's, again, some stylists on there that say, I have certain rules I will not break. I don't care what the guest asks. We're not like that. We much more would rather have the guests happy, but we will tell them the there's consequences. consequences. Yeah. Like they'll go, I want to go 18s or something as far as my length goes in places. They're like, OK, you got a wedding, got it. Going for impact, want that guy to notice you or at least to be jealous of you that you left them so you want the most impact but just so you know if you go that big next lash, time you come in you we're not going to go gonna have smaller. much to work with yeah. we're going
1: to need more time and it's going to take a little bit longer for them to regenerate it's higher maintenance you got to give them the bad news up front and let them decide
0: and also not to worry if a lash falls out it does take some time for that hair to generate. One, I just thought If it's of this. been
1: traumatically pulled out. Yeah, but if, if it's, it's normal shedding, normal then shen- they've it, already got a baby it, hair growing. That's
0: what I was going to ask. If it's fallen out prematurely because of trauma, let's say they, mm-hmm. a dog came by and ripped their lashes out. Typical problem. Mm-hmm. And so how long does it take? Is it resting stage for months sometimes? Can it be a long time before the next hair generates it, from it that spot? It depends on
1: the person, the individual person. It depends on their growth phase. If their growth phase and their resting phase is a lot longer, it's going to take longer. Hmm. If it's faster, it, it's going to be faster. Okay. As soon as that hair gets pulled out, there's signals being sent to start a new one. Okay. So it just depends on the DNA how long that program it takes for it to. Probably to the grow. older you
0: are, the slower things are. Well, I know. would say
1: but. how fast do your lashes grow? How often do they need to come in for a fill? Some of our clients, you know, grow super fast no matter what. You know, so that person is not going to have much of a downtime. Mm-hmm. A client who can go six weeks okay, she's going to be without lashes for a while. Like the gal who's got her lashes completely ripped out by the eyelash curler, if her lashes grow slowly, she's going to be bald for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But let's call that, that's not damage. Those are changes, but the Mm -hmm. good news is those hairs are going to grow back.
2: Some of these things we know out there, you guys, these are like things that are avoid at all costs. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like this is a really great episode to send us those concerns and questions. Yeah. Because we're not afraid to talk about, like, why we're okay with giving someone, like Paul said, an 18 length like, because she's going to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, we can kind of dissect that a little bit more. Right. And yeah. Because we know that, like, you've been taught never, ever, 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 under any circumstances, do you ever do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, just tell them no. And if they insist, then you lost a client. Yeah. And so, I think that. We know that these things are things that you guys have
1: always been told that you can never do. And so I want there to be a dialogue. I want... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's kind of like... I just want... Just a little sidebar. I had a little visual. It's like if you're going to an orthopedic surgeon Mm -hmm. because you need a knee replacement or a hip replacement or a shoulder surgery or something like that, maybe the screws that the surgeon uses is mostly this one size. But let's say you are not that size and your needs as an athlete... You can handle something larger. As the expert, you want somebody who can tailor, who can look at what the patient is presenting with, all the uniqueness of their physiology, their anatomy, and give them the best. Not say, I don't use size three screws because most everyone uses twos. You know, you might need a size three you know, or something like that. So don't say that all things are bad. Just, you need to be able to assess the anatomy, the whole situation. So we welcome this conversation. We welcome, we, we'd love to be challenged and love mm. to equip you guys and help you learn from our mistakes. And, and
0: then you'll use me as a dummy and practice these things and we'll see what happens with <laughs> the 18 length lash oh my on my God. lash. You
1: should do your lashes all yeah, 18s. Yeah.
0: All 18s. I'll be so pretty.
1: We're talking 18 length or 18 diameter?
0: Both. Both. Okay. 18 by 18, man. That's a manly lash. No,
2: you
1: know what? you are actually really
2: fit. I don't know why I'm on an April Fool's Day kick, but okay. I think we should do brown lashes on you, like size 10 <laughs> or length 10. I yeah. do not want to do brown lashes on you. I know. We for, should do for it. For April and Fool's? And just have you like work the front
1: desk and see what people say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please, Paul, say you'll let us do Maybe it. Maybe
0: we'll do it sometime as an experiment. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, he did say sometime.
0: Yeah, sometime. Yeah, it's out there now in the world. They all know. <laughs> One last thing. I was just as, as you were saying all this. I guess for people, the thing they have to get their head around is. For you, Tessie, and so they and Erica, both of them, they've not been doing lashes for just a few weeks or a month or two. Tessie has been doing this since two thousand six. Erica, was it 2013 twenty no, thirteen? Five years, five. Actually, four, I don't five
2: even years? know. It's been three, four, and three and
0: a half, four just years and or so. And yeah. So, anyhow, a lot of years. I mean, two thousand five. That's right. Yeah. we started My this law in two thousand six. But you've been doing lashes since two thousand five. So that's a lot of years of trying different things. I know testing and Erica is much wired the same way. They experiment in the room all the time. They're always trying, testing things. Even if someone says you shouldn't do it, they're going, well, let's see what happens if I do. Not that we're trying to damage our client's (laughs) lashes. We understand that we do all this stuff with great respect for our clients. But at the same time, we also know that most of the stuff that we try Even if it doesn't work out, the lashes grow back and they're going to be fine. We're not going to do something over... For years, that's horrible on their lashes. If we're going to try something a little heavy one time, oh, look what happened. They come back and... You just learn. You just learn from experience. Mm -hmm. So this is all based upon experience, what we're sharing. We're not just sharing something that we... Read and we've been reiterating because someone else told us this is all stuff that's been tested and tried. I mean, testing was back in the days when 25s were the norm back mm-hmm. in 2005, 2006. Bulk lashes. People joke about it, even five years ago that was still going on. Like, no, the dark ages are like 2005, 2006, 2007. There were no trays, there was no options. We've had trays since what, 2008, 2009, at mm-hmm. least. And people talk about how trays only showed up in the last four or five years. We're like, no, 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 it's mm-hmm. been around longer than that. Anyhow, that all said, is I just want to assure people that don't worry if you try to experiment push the boundaries a little bit test what we're saying you might be surprised that the things you've been told you can never do maybe there's a little play in there maybe there's a little room to try it out and not be so black and white and worried that somehow the last gods are going to take away your last license if you put a 20 on someone who has you know
1: well it's really about understanding the client and yeah. understanding the limits of her anatomy and understanding all that instead of making a rule yeah. I, you know
0: that's one size fits all because yeah. we are very about customization when we that's why we don't use lash maps because we really customize the lashes to every specific person
1: each lash that you put on each native hair is telling you it's in a different phase and it, it you've got to figure out what that is in order to best it, not everything is the same.
0: I've joked yeah. calling you the lash whisperer because mm-hmm. you always say, what's this lash telling me I should do? Like you're having this <laughs> inner conversation as you're going, laying it down. Mm-hmm. It's saying, oh, put a 16 on me. Okay, mm-hmm. here you go. little <laughs> tuck them the bed and put the mm-hmm. lash on. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we've had those conversations and it's a, a different approach. It's mm-hmm. a little bit then versus trying to follow a set schedule yeah. or a map that tells you. But I,
1: I want to also put it out there for those who don't. I mean, that might be the specialty of their business. Maybe mm. it is about being fast. Yeah. Maybe it is about, you know, getting people in and out, doing yeah. a concise service. Especially if you're trying to do a lower cost y- and you're yeah, trying to do it that's, more So if you and, do you know, that, yeah. that's not a bad thing. There's no shame here. Again, this is a safe place, right? Sure, there is. No. Okay, there's No not. shame. Okay, no shame. If you do that, it's fine. The safe, it works this, for you. My office right? used to
0: be a safe place, but is isn't anymore. <laughs> yeah. No. because yeah, we're running long. <laughs> the bottom
1: line is that there is no one way to do it. There is no last police that's going to come knocking on the door. You know, use all the paints in your paint box, you know, assess everybody.:
0: Yeah, you know? I think we should start a new Instagram lash police. I bet it's out there already. Hmm. And we could just go on and flag people's work. Bad work, they're doing damage.
2: Never. That would be so terrible. It could be horrible. That's terrible.
0: Oh, god! You just gosh. put them on
2: blast and repost. Yeah, and yeah. And don't, like, black out their names. Yeah, yeah. This is the do worst. Do not do that, listeners. Do
0: not do that. And if someone already is, you shame on you.
2: No, we've all been in that
1: place. We've <laughs> well, all done the wrong no, thing. All
2: well, of us have. But the last police Instagram, are you looking
0: up right now, Erica?
1: Yeah.
0: Is there someone called last all of them.
1: Place? them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No. Lash please. I oh, think no. we need mercy. Lash, mercy. 2,200 followers. You know what they do? Really? If I
0: remember Lash Police, what she does is she flags people who do not give credit to people's work. Well, they're posting Ooh, it good. as
2: their own. Yeah, right? they're
0: posting as their okay. own. That's actually actually that. Not, I give her kudos for yes, that. Yeah, yes.
2: amen to that. No, you you give, guys should go follow it. You want to sh- <laughs> share her handle? It's just Lash Police. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right. I want one that shames people, though. No shame. No. Well, yeah,
2: now we know no, if it's
1: Leslie be judged. If it shows up, I know who that
0: guy is. It's kind of like Lash Funnies. What a jerk. No one knows who (laughs) Lash Funnies is. I've just blown my cover. I can't do that.
2: I want to figure her out. She's from Canada. She's funny, too. She's so funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, maybe
2: it's a he. I think it's a she. I
0: think it's a she. No, I think I've seen pronouns that make it sound like it's a she. Whatever right. it is,
1: it's funny. Last yeah. funny. Yeah. And yeah, not following And them. she's
0: been to a lot of these trainers now because she says, oh, I've been to Maven. I've been to this one. So maybe we talk to them. We'll try to figure out who it is. And she actually partnered recently, did a big promotion with, um, who was it? There was another... I don't know. It's not important right now to figure that out. But we should probably wrap this up. We'd love to continue the discussion online via social media. Please follow our Instagram at Integrity lash and please DM us at Lashcast Podcast. That's the place where Eric and I generally follow and check and respond to. Please subscribe, review, and share our podcast. If this podcast is doing anything good for you, making your life better, making you sing in the shower, whatever it is, please tell your friends. Let everyone know about us. We really would love to get the word out. On behalf of our engineer, Britain, my lash experts, Erica and Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing, and remember, you have a friend in the lash industry.